Today's reading is Mark chapter 7. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, and they saw some of his disciples eating with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. Now holding to the tradition of the elders, the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat until they wash their hands ceremonially, and on returning from the market, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions for them to observe, including the washing of cups, pitchers, kettles, and couches for dining. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned Jesus, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders? Instead, they eat with defiled hands. Jesus answered them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. They teach as doctrine the precepts of men. You have disregarded the commandment of God to keep the tradition of men. He went on to say, You neatly set aside the command of God to maintain your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. But you say that if a man says to his father or mother, Whatever you would have received from me is korban, that is, a gift devoted to God, He is no longer permitted to do anything for his father or mother. Thus you nullify the word of God by the tradition you have handed down, and you do so in many such matters. Once again Jesus called the crowd to him and said, All of you listen to me and understand. Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him, but the things that come out of a man, these are what defile him. After Jesus had left the crowd and gone into the house, His disciples inquired about the parable. Are you still so dull? he asked. Do you not understand? Nothing that enters a man from the outside can defile him, because it does not enter his heart, but it goes into his stomach and is then eliminated. Thus all foods are clean. He continued, What comes out of a man, that is what defiles him. For from within the hearts of men come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, debauchery, evil, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolishness. All these evils come from within, and these are what defile a man. Jesus left that place and went to the region of Tyre. Not wanting anyone to know he was there, he entered a house, but was unable to escape their notice. Instead, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit soon heard about Jesus and she came and fell at his feet. Now she was a Greek woman of Syrophoenician origin, and she kept asking Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children have their fill, he said, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then Jesus told her, because of this answer you may go. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found her child lying on the bed, and the demon was gone. Then Jesus left the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. Some people brought to him a man who was deaf and hardly able to speak, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. So Jesus took him aside privately, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue, and looking up to heaven, he sighed deeply and said to him, Ephaphatha, which means, be opened. Immediately the man's ears were opened, and his tongue was released, and he began to speak plainly.
Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone. But the more he ordered them, the more widely they proclaimed it. The people were utterly astonished and said, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. This is God's word. The Pharisees and teachers of the law were careful to observe the ceremonial washings that other men had created, as we saw in verses 1-4. through So they were offended when Jesus and his disciples did not follow that ceremony in verse 5. Jesus used their complaint to charge them with hypocrisy for holding religiously to man-made traditions while looking for religious reasons to avoid doing God's will. We saw that in verses 6 through 13. Christ used the specific example of Corban to illustrate this sinful choice. So let me explain what Corban is. One of the Ten Commandments, as you know, is honor your father and mother. Jesus said that in verse 10 of our passage for today. But of course, we see that in Exodus 20, where the Ten Commandments are given. When we teach this command, we typically teach it to children, and of course, it does apply to them. But the command was originally given to adults, which suggests that there are responsibilities that adults have to their parents. Honoring one's parents may mean giving them financial assistance as they get older. Their society had no concept like retirement and no financial way to prepare for getting older. So an elderly person would have to work until he or she died or live on the support of their children. Jesus applied the commandment to honor your parents to this kind of financial support. To Christ, if you want to honor your parents and obey that command, you'd better share your home, your food, and even your income when they have needs. This is a very logical application of the commandment to honor your parents. But the most religious people in Jesus' society found a way to use their religious rules to render themselves unable to help their parents. They would take a portion of their income or some of their assets and take an oath to God to give that to God someday. That's what korban means, a gift dedicated to God. If something has been dedicated to God, then it would be morally wrong to give it to someone else, even their own elderly parents. And that's what people did to try to retain wealth instead of providing for their elderly parents. They would say, this money belongs to God, so sorry, Mom and Dad, I can't help you out. And that's what Jesus is objecting to here in Mark chapter 7, verse 11. The very religious people in Jesus' audience here in Mark 7 intentionally applied God's word in ways that help them avoid more difficult applications of other portions of God's word. In the words of Jesus, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. That's the NIV's reading of verse 9. Do we do that? Do we ever apply scripture in ways that let us off the hook for obeying other passages of scripture? Let me suggest some ways in which we might be doing that. If we use the truth of God's electing grace as an excuse not to share the gospel, then we are doing something like what the Pharisees did in this passage. We are ignoring God's command because of something else God's word says. What about if we buy a large home for the good of our family? Nothing wrong with that. Except if we take on a mortgage payment that's so large that we can't tithe and give to God's work at the same time, aren't we then taking one principle of God's word to provide for our families and using it to avoid other principles of God's word, like generosity 
What about if we volunteer to serve in one ministry in order to avoid getting into a small group or coming to the worship service? Isn't that a way of obeying one command in order to avoid another? Consider what Jesus said about this practice of the Pharisees. He said Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Don't apply one command of God's word in a way that helps you avoid obeying another command. That reveals a heart that is distant from God, not one that wants to honor and obey him. So I hope you'll think about that. Are there any ways in which you're applying God's commands in one way, but using that to avoid obedience in another way? Then repent and seek to obey God in all the ways of your life. And if you found this devotional helpful, you might find it helpful to find it in your email every morning. Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe and give me your email address, and this will show up in your email every day, a link to the video, the audio, and a transcript, and it's all free. This will help you build a Bible reading habit. I'm also looking for financial support to help me, and I'm looking for people to do it on a monthly basis to become partners with me, in essence by giving a regular amount on a monthly basis. If you'd consider doing that, please go to dailypbj.com support and look at the various levels of support there. Finally, please share this with someone who might be helped by it, and I'll see you next time.